to Sports, 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 the bubble boys of sports and culture. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight, my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Yep. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop Gentleman. Episode 147. How are we doing tonight? Feel pretty good. Yeah? High tea? Yeah. Tea, tea is at a sufficient level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you were saying that the, the temperature has dropped there in your remote quarantine location. Oh, yeah. At least suitable to be outside. It's quite a nice evening, actually, tonight. Got a little breeze. We got uh, one and three quarters inches of rain in like an hour, so that'll do that. Yeah, one week closer to baseball, so that helps you, I'm mm. sure. Oh, yes, keeps me nice and cool. <laughs> Rowdy, you're quiet over there. That beard speaks volumes, but. It does. Flourishing. Yeah. Well, Just good. Are, you tri- are you trimming it up? Uh, I, tr- I trimmed the I've trimmed the sides. Um, I haven't done a like shaping trim, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. trimmed the sides. It was getting a little bushy. It looks uh, like you got your ears lowered. No. No. Yeah. No, I need yeah. to. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I've got a uh, moule in the works. <laughs> oh yeah, a classic. A classic oh, dude, moulet. I got all, the back of my head is like. I wear a hat and it just like bushes out. <laughs> oh, that's a good look for you. Yeah, I might just roll with it. Do. Just roll yeah. with it. Yeah, get that hockey hair going. There you, it, that's what I'm working on. It's all work over my ear. Huh? I said work through all that and get the ponytail back. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, Reed, what you were working with before was, was more than a ponytail. It was It was eight ponytails. Yeah, it was folded up in there. Yeah, yeah, it was all the way down to your belt. So yeah, for sure, it was. It was a main. That was a different lifestyle when you were rolling with Hell's Angels. That's right. When I was a biker. <laughs> yeah, when you were all badged up. But Those now, were my cafe racer days. <laughs> Do you guys think I could pull that off? Sure. A, a belt belt length ponytail. With or without oh, that beard. You would look uh, awesome. funnier without the beard. I'd look like you a so? I, I'd look like a, a jazz fusion fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would. Oh man. Yeah. You'd be like, you guys are bitches, bro. Oh man. Yeah. So jazz good. fusion, and then like you would Pretty slowly, heavy, man. you would slowly evolve into prog rock. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when I'd grow the I'd grow the beard out for yeah. prog rock. But yeah, I feel like King Crimson. I feel like I could get into prog rock. I don't think I could do jazz Dude, fusion. It's not but all I, bad. I, I think if well, yes, if I dedicated some time to it, I think I could. I could see myself appreciating prog rock. Yes, has some bangers. Okay, and then, okay. First off, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, uh, how I don't understand Krog Rock, and it's and it's not for lack of trying. I just think, how do you? How know hard have you tried? <laughs> yeah. What what, I mean, what have your steps been on this journey? 
You can't be an incrementalist with prog rock. <laughs> no, you gotta go, you gotta go whole hog. Okay, fair, fair, fair. But I'd say 20, 20 years ago, I I tried to dabble, especially when Rush was still um yeah, still touring. I'm like, okay, well that's okay. This is a thing. Let's take a look. But I, I don't understand how they like. Why is the song so long? <laughs> it's operatic, man. <laughs> yeah. Why is this so long? <laughs> how do you know? I guess when I listen to it, I'm like, how do you know this song shouldn't have ended nine minutes ago? Like, what makes you think this nine minutes is better? I mean, I guess people get outside <laughs> about our podcast, but. Oh, I hear they do. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, but I, that's, that's the one thing I can't understand. It's that, that I never could, could comprehend is when you're writing a, a song like that, how do you know it's, how do you know it's over at 16 minutes and it wasn't at four and a half? I think, I think it just depends on how long the guy on the keyboards goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll let walk, Ricky. Yeah. Just we'll walk let, it around. Yeah. Let, let the ponytail just take it out a little yeah. bit and then we'll bring it back around. Yeah. I, I feel like also there's like, I, I gotta say, I can't get, I couldn't get into all forms of what would be considered prog because Rush is tolerable sometimes, but then if you start listening to Rush, then eventually you, I think, make the slide into like Dream Theater and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And I, I can't don't, really, I don't oh, think yeah. I can, I don't think I can do that. That's a great name, Dream Theater. But if you listen to them, yeah, it's not is- great. So you're saying that that prog rock fandom is like if you give a mouse a cookie kind of thing? If you give yeah, a I don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to yeah, I don't want to get in like start getting into prog rock and then eventually buying tickets to a dream theater show. You're you're afraid of what might happen? Yeah. I'm afraid of Is that what happened? Is that what happened to you with reggae? It's my addictive personality. Yeah. Yama. Yeah, uh, you yeah, were no Jamaica. I still you, am. You were into reggae, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still, and, I never, still and, I, and that's the thing. I never thought that would happen. But anyway. If you give a, if you, if you give a prog a pancake. Okay, yeah. well, fair enough. So that's oh, why yeah, I'm Jeth- Jethro Tull, ELP. Yeah, Jethro yeah. Tull. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, I feel like some of that, like the earlier stuff, I could I could get into that. Pink Floyd, that seems fine. Yeah, King uh, Crimson, King Crimson, King yes. Crimson's good. Genesis, yeah. Reed, if you would have come with Pink Floyd, they've got some bangers. I'd be like, okay, fine, agree, I agree. Yes, they don't have bangers. Is, they is, have is Pink Floyd prog rock? That's what that's what this is. It, it is listed under. See, I would call it like stoner rock or like psychedelic rock. Maybe it's like, like maybe it's like Umagina. early early prog rock. Oh, like it's Uma, like Umaguma. Like yeah, it, it's like how you could say like uh, like the Beatles song "Helter Skelter" is like early heavy metal or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. So it's like proto heavy metal, proto yeah, proto prog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really I'm, a neo-pro- I'm a neo. I'm a neo proto prog. <laughs> I gotta say, post well, post post neo proto prog. Post neo prog. That's what you're really getting into now. Yeah, yeah. lately. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll share Jethro the Spotify Tull. playlist on our social feeds. 
Yeah. I'll be sure to delete that. No, I won't because that's an invasion of my privacy. <laughs> you don't need to know what I'm listening to. Yeah. I think we've got a pretty good idea. Yeah. This is a pretty good episode so far, guys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah we've done a lot. Yeah. Well, well, welcome, everybody. I was about to ask another question. I was like, have we gone? Have we gone too far already? Is this a, are we a prog rock podcast now? Um, we might. We could what, be. After episode 150, we, we become a prog rock podcast. Yeah. I've just we, gotta, after yeah. they cancel all of sports, then we have to transition to prog rock. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's enough, it's, we're going to put it up to a vote. We're going to host a Twitter poll. Do you want us to become a, a prog rock podcast or a Hebrew Israelite podcast? Oh, that might be, you know, we got, that might got, be down to the I, wire. I personally got a lot of feedback on last week's episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> it was fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People, oh, people, they, people I'm hearing, people are telling me, yeah, that they said that that was. Very interesting. People Even are interested in the, see, people are interested in the most high. Yeah, people have a uh, <laughs> uh, people have a Yahshua Hamashiach shaped hole in their hearts, and they're that's desperate. What, for Perfect size. <laughs> Perfect. I did have someone awesome. tell me this week that they like Rowdy's episodes when he does deep dive research. So, I, I've got yeah. I've got some more on the uh, the in in the OneNote that are TB TBD. Uh, okay. I've, I've got I've got some research I need to do. So yeah, yeah we'll get some more of those. It's got a couple Corey of more. I got to though. I felt like I broke my brain. That was just too much. I packed, I packed most yeah. of that in about a day and a half. And, uh, it was, that was a lot. That's a lot, a lot of crazy stuff. You didn't leave yourself a lot of time to watch unsolved mysteries, huh? <laughs> no, Should but I've been I watching watch that. Those? You should uh, the new unsolved mysteries on Netflix. Uh, it's well. So here's here's the thing. I forgot that. I guess I shouldn't have forgotten this. I forgot that they don't solve the mysteries. That, that's why it's called unsolved. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know. But when you, you just so, he's blown uh, out at the end of the episode, like what the hell? like forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah, to the no who did it? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I do want to know. Uh, oh. no, there's, there's some good ones I've watched. Well, I'll be damned. I think like four of the six or something like that I've I've watched this week, and uh, yeah, there's some good stories, and they've got the the music. It's a riff on the old one, and when those first notes came on, I, I got cold chills. That's got to be probably the scariest theme song ever recorded for a television show. Obviously, so there's no Robert Stack because uh, you know, rest no. in power, Robert there's Stack. No host. Yeah. Do they still have the uh, the voiceover narration in places? No, it's no uh, no, no voiceover, uh, and then like the. Uh, if you have, you know, if you have information about this case, it's all done through like text on the screen. So they actually bring up like a silhouette of Robert Stack at the end of the title sequence. Oh, that's cool. It's like an homage. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of glad that they did that though, because, uh, they tried to, they had the unsolved mysteries episode with, uh, Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina. Yeah. And that was just not the same. He didn't have, I mean, he didn't Robert, have the gravitas. Yeah, Robert Stack's voice was dead on. 
But yeah. that's what I think added to some of the um, ambiance and some of the, the, the yeah. scare factor was his voice yeah. talking over it so yeah. matter-of-factly with that, um, it's like it was very punctuated, you know, he just punched those words in there. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Not, he's really driving on the fact that they did not solve this mystery. There's a lot of uh, just kind of uh, dissonant sounds, like weird ambient, like, I don't know. They're, they're good at making you feel uneasy as you're watching the show, though. So I think, they, uh-huh. yeah, I, was, I, would, I would recommend it. Uh-huh. Uh, Is this like you'd recommend it daylight or you'd recommend it at night when the light's good? Well, I've been watching it at night, but yeah, it scared me. I'll be honest. Yeah. Have you have you thought about just not going like just like well I think I'll, tonight I sleep on the couch. Tonight tonight yeah. I don't walk upstairs. With this baseball bat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Obviously, this is a sports podcast. <laughs> we do this every week on Thursday. Uh, and you probably are aware that there there's not a ton of sports going on right now. Um, we have been able to at least fill an hour, but for some reason we went off the deep end early tonight. But since you're here, go ahead and hit that uh, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, hey, Rowdy. Hey. How about some sports? How about it? Hey, guys. Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, it gets that uh, Mike Trout money. Uh, he does stacks get that on money. stacks on stacks on what's, what's the deal here on paper on paper yeah. it looks like he signed a 10-year 450 million dollar extension with the kansas city chiefs now that's a lot of that's a lot of change this actually starts in 2022 he he has two years left on his current contract and then he's going to get another 10. So he has 12 years left in the league. He's 24 years old, already an MVP, already a Super Bowl MVP, which he shouldn't have been. Damian Williams should have been. And already won the Super Bowl uh, in his first three years in the league and really his first two as a starter. Uh, so we'll say worth every penny, sure. Mike Trout's money, $421 million over the same period of time, but fully guaranteed. 100% guaranteed. 100% guaranteed. Patrick Mahomes, not so much. So right now he's got 141 million, almost 142 million of it is guaranteed. And the average annual salary is 45 million over those 10 years. So, Reed, what do you think about this? And then we can talk about some of the more interesting aspects of the way the salary is structured. Well, I think it was only a matter of time. I mean, these deals have just been getting bigger and bigger as as we've gone on. I mean, remember the Peyton Manning deal was going to be $1 more than the Tom Brady deal, and then Aaron Rodgers got a deal, Drew Brees got a deal. This was a large deal, though. But he's young. It's What's cool about it, I think, is he's young. He's already achieved all that in Kansas City. I mean, why not? You're set. You got a stud. Right. And if they yeah. keep Andy Reid, dude, I mean, like, I like it. It's my Chiefs. Yeah. So, oh, geez. <laughs> New Chiefs, too, are also in the same division. That's as my Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Rivals. I'm both an Auburn and Alabama fan. Uh, easy, like easy, easy. Michigan, Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, he is 24 years old. Uh, Andy Reid is 62. So if he, you know, he might have a good 12 years left in him. I think, you know. How many cheeseburgers it, is that? That's what I was going to ask. How many nitrites are in, or nitrates are in the cheeseburgers? How how well preserved is he? Right. Yeah. Uh, what I find most – so I agree. Like this is a this is a huge contract, a long contract. It's not the first 10-year contract. Brett Favre right. signed one. Dante right. Culpepper signed one. There's been other like long lifetime contracts. But, yes, right. he's 24 years old. If he plays this all the way through, which he's not going to, right. he would be uh, 36 and then be a free agent. Now, I think Tom Brady just got like 15 or $21 million from – Tampa, and he's 41. You're telling 42. me Phil Rivers got more money than Tom Brady? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, they probably signed for the top of thing. It just gets million. worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I hear you. Yeah, I, hear you I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> uh, his, uh, there's a, to me, there's a couple interesting things about this, the way this is structured. First off, his base salary per year like even in these big years, uh, until 2027, doesn't really go above $2.5 million. He has a signing bonus every year of $2 million and a huge roster bonus and workout bonuses. Hmm. So like, it, and, and then it, it kind of incrementally grows up, goes up throughout the years. Now, what I think is kind of the coolest part of this is uh, he has this like trigger in his contract that, Two years before the year that the contract is for, he has this trigger that if he's on um, the roster, then that two years in the future will be guaranteed. So as an example, in 2023, so this contract starts in 2022. In 2023, if he's on the roster, then all of 2023 will be guaranteed in 2021. Oh, this is like some black hole contracts. Yeah. So like in 20, he's on the roster after this year, then 2023 becomes guaranteed. And then in 2022, 2024 becomes guaranteed. Oh, okay. So it's like dominoes, like every year it will go until 2025 where they split it up. So in 2023, he gets half of 2025, and in 2024, he gets the other half of 2025. So Can you imagine starts, being the negotiator in these meetings? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> it'd be so yeah. complicated. Because, because his cap hit goes from this year, if, if the season were to actually be played, I mean, he's still getting the money, but if, if they actually play, played, he'd get $5.5 million dollars. Next year he gets 24, the next year he gets 31, then it goes up to 42. But if you drop all the way down to 2027, he gets uh, he gets almost $60 million that year. Jeez. And then drops back down to 45 million, and then 45, and then back up to 50, and then back up to 52. So the way that they structured this is like, after a certain period of time, he just has to be like, no worse than uh, 
no worse than like replacement level or yeah, no worse than replacement level, but he doesn't necessarily have to be so good right uh, that he has to be the best in the league. He doesn't have the Cam Newton structure where he's got to hit these benchmarks. Right. And they're locking he's locked in in this like this strange black hole, salary black hole that they have to decide years in advance if he's going to act if they're going to keep him because in 2025 like the first day of that uh league year if they keep him then 2027 that 60 million dollar year becomes guaranteed yeah but if they drop him in 2025 when he's 29 years old then he can just go out and get a 42 million dollar contract for five years or 42 million dollars per year for five years from somebody else right so they're always constantly like one year ahead as it goes. So you always are having to be like make that decision, even though it's a 10-year contract, like you can't just cut them in year seven because even after year seven, you've already committed to years eight and nine in the contract. So true. You have dead, true. You have, yeah, you have dead cap. Uh, so, you know, for those first years that are guaranteed like if they would like drop him his contract is on par with kind of every other big contract that's been signed for his position i mean dak prescott matt ryan has a 150 million dollar contract that was all guaranteed uh russell wilson had a 140 million dollar contract so those years that are guaranteed that 143 million it's in line with everybody else but what i think makes this interesting is not necessarily the length, but those like triggers that are happening two years prior, right? Uh, that make it so it's like hard for Kansas City to get out of it. And even if they do get out of it, it just makes it so somebody else will come in and pick him up for forty million dollars. Yeah, it's it's pretty. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is the one year in twenty twenty seven where it jumps twenty million dollars all of a sudden is. Uh, the year that the uh, NFL is renegotiating their um, their TV contract. Oh. So he's getting the, the, the cap right now is at $198 million. But by 2027, it could be $300 million, $320 right. million. So he's getting a bigger chunk of that cap, even though it's not, you know, I had heard earlier that it was going to be a percentage of the cap. And it would just constantly stay like, okay, you're always getting 16% or 17%, whatever the cap is, which would make sense too. But instead it just has this like big $20 million bonus in 2027. That's kind of right in line with when the, the uh, TV contracts are getting renegotiated. Stack that paper, Pat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting way to structure a contract. I think it, I don't know, like you had mentioned how this happens where it, there's an internal competition, especially within positions that everybody wants to get the, the biggest contract. Right. But I don't know if this, the way this, the length of this and the amount of money uh, that's in this and then these triggers, I don't know if this resets the market. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know that anybody's going to be able to come in. Well, first off, nobody's going to be able to come in and say, hey, in the first three years in the league, I was an MVP and I won the Super Bowl. That's right. That's the, the only difference, reason I, I think. And the only reason I wasn't a two-time MVP is because I missed, what, two or three games. Right. And Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things. Now, that's an interest, it's interesting you bring him up because if he – if he keeps it going, I mean, Baltimore had a great team last year. Um, mm-hmm. He could be the. He's young enough. He could be one of these big dollar long time, long time deals. The interesting thing too about this is that if it trends the way it normally does, somebody is getting way overpaid before long. <laughs> you know, oh, they're yeah. going to sign I mean, somebody that's, that's a bust. Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill, right. Uh, Jared Goff, they right. all got big contracts. Uh, Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott are up for contracts. I know Pres- Prescott's, uh, Dak Prescott's on the franchise tag, so I think he's getting like $27, 20000000 you But gee, I, I guess it wouldn't have mattered too much because of how much uh, Mahomes is getting this year. But can you imagine getting now the franchise tag for a quarterback just went up? Oh, yeah. Because you're like the top 10 uh, salaries and the top five salaries just got reset because now we've broken that $42 million uh, oh, threshold. Yeah. Yep. It's kind but of I, don't know that, I don't know that anybody's going to pass him, at least not for a while. No, the, the, I th- yeah, I think just like you were saying, nobody's got his resume. Like if you had his resume, then they, you could you could talk, but – I mean, yeah, yeah. You won a Super Bowl in the first three years. Your MVP, like, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. And yeah. in the era where there are still some like all-time great quarterbacks playing. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 if he played it all the way through, which again, I don't think he will. I think, I think the way that they structured this, that he it will be. And I've read a couple of people say this, that they're going to renegotiate this contract in five years. Yeah. In, in the 2025 season, before that 2026 trigger happens, they're going to renegotiate because that's, that's kind of the tipping point for Kansas City. If they go into that season, they hit that trigger for 2027 being guaranteed – and they're adding $20 million. They're going to a $60 million cap hit for that year. That's, that's huge. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So that's – they have to make a decision then. Are we going – how are we going to handle this? You know, are we going to say, let's renegotiate, let's spread this out over let's, – let's take these five years off of this remaining contract but let's add four more. So let's like give you a nine-year contract and spread out the numbers or give you an eight-year contract and spread out these numbers. So he takes, so basically it uh, doesn't take any money away, but it stretches it out just like Tom Brady used to do Yeah, where it would stretches it out for long. Do you know he's getting like, I'll have to look this up for sure, but he's getting like $11 million from the Patriots this year. Oh, a little Bobby Bonilla? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A 10X Bobby B. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got so, that Bobby Bonilla deal. Okay, Tom. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I, I could see them doing that. I mean, he's going to play till he's, if he plays till he's 40, then you could add four years onto this contract and still get him, you know, over $600 million of, uh, Since of career earnings. Yep. So, so, and I think $600 million is what? A tenth of a percent of what um, Jeff Bezos has has uh, earned during quarantine. Well, I don't want to call it earned because did he well, earn it? I'm trying true. to find a way. Where, you don't earn. You don't earn it. Right, but we'll say earned during quarantine. So it's sixty billion dollars of additional Collected. wealth. Yes, exactly. Off the backs of the working. Stole. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the rich get richer. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. But at least this guy has got talent. Yeah. It's true. Physical talent. Yeah. What's so, next, Rowdy? Well, speaking, we speaking of rich people, uh, even if you're rich, that does not guarantee that you are eating the uh, the best food. Uh, as the uh, the NBA in their uh, in their bubble getaways have discovered. Oh, okay. Snoop, uh, you want I to know if I'm rich, I'm gonna have all the hot Cheetos I'll I'll ever want, and all the best junk food. I like that's if I was rich, I'd be the same way. I'd get the I'd get the. Um, uh, Oh shoot! What's the now? I can't even remember. What's the the hot sauce that comes from that island down in Louisiana? Tabasco. Tabasco. Avery Island. I get the Tabasco Cheez Its. Oh. Uh-huh. And I just go away. I'd shut up. I wouldn't <laughs> meddle in things. I wouldn't run for political office. Right. I just enjoy my life. I wouldn't. And I'd also have a personal chef. Right. Well, that would just make things out of the hot Cheetos? No, but it'd be like, you know, Thursdays or something. The chef knows, like, all right, it's like nacho day, corn dog day, hot Cheetos. So, you know, a various spread of different pies. You could use the hot Cheetos yeah. for, like, a uh, a delicious a crust on a fish. Uh, oh, that'd be good. Oh, dude, I've done, so I did the Doritos fish, the nacho cheese Doritos. Oh, was mm. that good? Like, you as a breading, yeah, it's pretty good. Ooh. Pretty good. I've done that. Uh, don't they just sell the hot Cheetos dust now? The chiz is what it's called. The, excuse me. I believe the dust from the <laughs> Cheetos is called chiz. And where do you find this? That's what I want to know. Probably it's, Amazon. It's actually called Cheetle. That's the official name. It's not chiz. <laughs> Dude, I'd be putting chiz on all my kinds of foods, heating them up. No, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Cheetle. What? What? Cheetle? Like Don Cheetle? C H E E T L E. That's what Cheetos. That's not a whole lot better than chiz. Cheetos brand is said as their official name, but sure, let's go with chiz. Hey man, put some Cheetos on that. Cheetle on that. Sprinkle some Cheetle on that thing. Right. No, that's what I'm thinking. If you had a, if you, if you had a, your own personal chef, it's just like, yeah, we got. I made you a delicious uh, seared tuna steak with with chiz. Yeah. <laughs> That's next level. And if, I, yeah. and if I was rich and the chef said that to me, I'd say, you know what? Make one for yourself. 
that's the kind of rich person I would be. <laughs> oh. oh, man, that's rich. Uh, yep. treat, treat yourself. Treat, treat yourself. yourself. Uh, well, as I mentioned, so the NBA teams are in Florida. Uh, and all of the different teams, they were divvied up between three different Disney World resorts. Now, the top tier teams, uh, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Raptors, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Heat, they all uh, receive spots in the Grand Destino Resort, which uh, has not even opened. It was scheduled to open uh, July 11th. So this is brand new. They're the first people to ever stay in this resort. So they're, they're getting, they, they won the lottery when it comes to the resorts. Yeah. Some of those teams, I get it, but like the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Thunder 76ers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavericks, Nets, Grizzlies, and Magic are staying in the uh, Grand Floridian Resort, which opened in 1988. And the Blazers, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, and Wizards are staying in the Yacht Club, which opened in 1990. Um, so interesting. But, yeah, and, yeah. And, and at these resorts, they've been obviously they're in the bubble, no contact. So now they're getting food brought in. Well, who's making them. the food? Are the people making the food staying there? How's the resort how's the bubble? Are they living there? Good. Are there people in a bubble too? Because now you, heard. you know what this is? What is this? Chaos theory. Mm-hmm. Yes. It could be. Life uh, finds a way. Yeah. The virus will find a way. Um, but I had read that ordering takeout, ordering and picking up takeout is one of the uh, least uh, dangerous things you can do. Yeah, as far yeah as I've heard there's not a real problem with like food. It, yeah, so they should be on food. If, if these folks are coming in building the food making the food a lot of this looks pre-made anyway i mean it's like bags of chips that's yeah. the whole story the story is they're getting like stuff you would get at a at a they're getting like field trip conference. boxes they're getting field trip boxes they're oh, getting like dude. potato potato straws yeah and, and some and whack ass uh turkey sandwich that's slimy yep. They've yep, got a yep. they've got a roll in a bag. Let's let me let me see here. So we've got some Stacy's pita chips. Oh, and it's the gar Parmesan garlic and herb. I downed a bag of those a week ago. I got <laughs> those are, and I don't mean like the snack size that they've got. I mean like the full, the full <laughs> bag. Uh, we've got a. At any point did you, well, hold on now. Hold on. At any point, did you turn that back around and say how many how many servings are in here? Oh, eight. Hmm. I don't think when they list that on the. <laughs> On the packaging? Oh, yeah. They most certainly do. Uh, I, didn't get, I didn't get online to find any of that stuff. Online? No, no. It says there nutrition. Is there like a QR code that you can scan or something? Yeah. Nope. Uh, that yep. white box with the black lettering that says serving <laughs> size. Yep. Till I'm full, baby. <laughs> I'm going to just, just sit down on the kitchen floor and eat this bag of pizza. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I have never seen a cracker cabinet like at Rowdy's house. Good. Yeah, I, do have, I do have chairs in my house, but when I'm eating crackers late at night, I prefer to sometimes just sit on the kitchen floor. There you go. And by you, per and by you prefer to sit on the floor. It's you've been 
demanded by your wife to sit on the floor when you eat crappy. <laughs> so that so we can easily vacuum up the crumbs. Just vacuum <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, my kids have come downstairs before when I've had, you know, chips <laughs> or, or, or crackers in the living room. And, and like my oldest daughter is like, what were you doing last night? Because it was just like <laughs> the remains of like two or three bags or boxes of snack crackers or chips. And I was just like, well, I'll just finish these off so we can get them out of the cabinet. And it was just like, what happened down here last night? Yeah. Well, they uh, didn't solve any of the mysteries, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we another mystery on our hands. What the hell happened to all of our crackers? <laughs> yeah. uh, so we had, uh, Troy Daniels shared his uh, his meal experience. So he had a fresh fresh garden greens, arugula, watermelon, mm-hmm. pickled red onions. Which all these things are just in little like tiny plastic dish individual thing. containers yeah, yeah. uh it's pickled red onions i guess throw them all in a salad but yeah it just looks like he went he, he's like oh i gotta put a lunch together but all i have is this like clark station <laughs> gas station <laughs> flying J. <Jay. laughs> yeah gotta stop at this pilot station here's your quote-unquote fresh greens yeah yeah but yeah it's uh it it's not looking too great, but yeah. Um, so yeah. Hashtag bubble life. Oh, now, are they allowed to order any kind of takeout or are they just limited to what they make on like at the Disney resort? Is that part of the deal? My understanding is they are limited to what is in what, what at the resort. Now they can order uh, room service from the resort but my understanding is that they can only get resort food right yeah which this is this is lacking i i would like to know what the like normal resort menu is like is this what is this what i'm getting because this to me definitely falls in the con category in should i take my kids to disney world (laughs) well and also don't these guys need to eat like 3500 calories a day Oh, and they got please. they got a tray of shot glasses with little bites of food in them. When he plays for the Nuggets, right? Troy Daniels. Yes. So he's uh-huh. at the, he's staying at the Grand Destino Tower. So he's at the he's at the top resort, and oh he is, this, this is the nicest one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, an NBA player, and that's what they're getting for dinner. Mm-hmm. That ain't gonna cut it. Yeah. 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 Is this the dinner? So I think one of the things that dinner kind of got. Uh, hey, look, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to give uh, old Walt a pass here, but I think this was uh, like part of the snack or appetizer portion of oh, the. Oh, I'm meal. sure. I'm sure. But it definitely. I mean, it looks like something you'd pack when you're like, "What do I have in here?" Like two bags of chips? Who eats two? Well, I shouldn't say who eats two bags of chips. Rowdy eats two bags of chips. <laughs> Got to get him out of that cabinet. Got to get yeah. him out of that cabinet. Got to make room. You know, shipment coming in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just that that salad is small. Everything is. It's just. It's not. It's not fit for a a professional athlete. Basketball yeah. player. Right. But is this what they traditionally serve? 
at this? Like, is this what someone who is staying there as a guest would get? Well, I don't know. Um, Soup shopping for a Disney experience. I did. No, I'm, I'm not I, shopping for a Disney experience. I'm shopping for a way out of a Disney experience. Yeah. I think there's a there's a variety, so it depends. I think that at, at it's I haven't been to a Disney resort since I was 13, um, but apparently, at these different resorts there are multiple restaurants. So mm. I don't know. Uh, and the way I discovered this was I looked up one star Yelp reviews of the two resorts that have Yelp reviews right now. So I can't uh-huh. can't learn anything about the Grand Destino, but I looked up the Grand Floridian and the Yacht Club. Um, but I do know at the yacht club you can get at uh, you can get a steak, mm. um, uh, the, and a Caesar salad, which apparently was not too bad. Uh, but but in that particular review, the reviewer went on to say, uh, "My son went to the room and threw up after eating a burger at Beaches and Cream." <laughs> 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 saw, uh, saw, a cheese on it. <laughs> saw another child throw yeah. at the Cape May seafood buffet. <laughs> so apparently, vomiting children on the buffet. Wait, 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 wait. Seafood threw up on buffet. the buffet. They threw up while eating at the buffet. I don't think they threw up on. Uh, the but they ate. First of all, I'm not going to a buffet during Rona, and I'm right. definitely not going to a seafood buffet. I'm not going to a place called Beaches and Cream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, although Is that owned by Genuine? Some of these choices may be <laughs> kind of accurate because another review at the Yacht Club said, uh, my seven-year-old wasn't too happy with the menu selections. No hot dogs, pizza, or chicken fingers. He ended up eating a salad and a roll. So. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I've seen those. That seems true. If the NBA happens, we're going to start seeing like 1920s basketball games again. It's going to be like 37 to 28 because these guys are not going to be able to run. The thing I like most about that last Yelp review is that the guy complained that he couldn't feed his kid trash. <laughs> you know, the three, like, we had to eat vegetables. the three things that kids are supposed to eat, chicken fingers, pizza, and uh, yeah, hot dog, hot dog. You know. Yeah, he had to eat. A, he had to eat vegetables. Ugh. Yeah, bless his heart. All he, all he ate was a roll. There was another review <laughs> that uh, was kind of in a similar vein that just, just said, "My son had to step on a roach in the bathroom," which had, oh. he had. I don't to. know. That's what I was trying to figure out. Well, I want to know more of the. Is it attacking him? I, maybe. Um. But yeah, the I gotta say though, some of these like the accommodations at some of these places, it's gonna be interesting to see the uh, the story. And you have that. tens of millions of dollars, and you're eating yeah. tray food yeah. out of ramekins. Well, not only that, but the the Pacers and and some of the other teams that are staying at the Grand Floridian, that's where uh, the kid was eaten. Oh, gator! Because uh, one of the Yelp reviews says a kid was eaten here. And yes, they have signs, but not in the dark. They are hard to see, but still the staff is standing right there. And should be telling people not to sit and play in the water or they are going to have this happen again. Oh, my God. You've yeah. had uh, the Grand Floridian. Uh, somebody else said, checked in and found a previous guest 
dirty female underwear in the closet under the safe, as noted in the photo enclosed. Yuck! Three exclamation marks. Well, I do, I, I do, but I do appreciate, what I appreciate about that is the inclusive language that the reviewer decided to... to oh, yeah. That they said it. It looked as if it was like female-styled underwear, but never said that it was left by a female. And That's I appreciate true. that. Yeah, That's it true. could have been could have been non-binary. Could have been a man. Why were they we looking don't know. under the safe? That's what I want to know. That's the first place I look when I check in under the safe. Absolutely, it could be a gold bar in there. Yeah, some you bull, never know. Some somebody dropped a bullion on their way out of there real fast. There could be a exactly. giant spider under there. You're in Florida. Somebody else at the green you know said there was a rather big spider and I called and waited 30 minutes for someone to come and nobody came. They sat there with the spider for 30 minutes. They just sat there waiting for someone to take care why of the would, spider. And why, they said, why would you call somebody to take care of a spider? No. And they said, I finally yeah. killed it. And then they included a photo of the smashed spider on their sandal. Well, let me see that. Jeez. Share your screen here. Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to dig that. Uh, where'd that go? Okay. All right. Then anyway, um, I almost feel bad for these multimillionaire NBA players. Do you? <laughs> All right. Uh, what a lifestyle. I, I, what a reality check. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that part is true. And I, I guess I do feel bad for them in a lot of ways because, I mean, they, they've already been paid at least up to the point, what, 58 games or whatever it was through the season. But to feel like you have to come back and be away from your family for two months, I think is yeah. what they're saying now, yeah. two months, be quarantined, not not be able to uh, have any sort of autonomy with your diet, with your yeah. with moving around. I mean, that's got to be... A, got to be tough but so i do feel bad for them for that and i think it's stupid that they're i think we've talked about this a little before i'll let me pull out my soapbox here as like part of the reason that sports are important is not the athletes and the uh event on the court it's the economy that's built around it right and when you put these guys in a bubble just to play a dumb game you're not really getting the full benefit in the community that you would get if these events were spent, were, were, were uh, in the community. That's right, were, but you get that TV were, money. You get the TV money, so oh, all yeah. the money that you're going to get, where to does that top. go? Yep. Take it, it to the, the top. top. Fill it to the top. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is, yeah, it, 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 it uh, is bothersome to no end that you know yeah great we get our sports we get our distraction like distract the masses and and uh fill the coffers of the rich yep so yeah, let me put myself back what's rom rom emmanuel's quote never let a crisis go to waste a good crisis go to waste yeah yep let's talk about hot dogs what else they got there rowdy um, well, I know at the Yacht Club, they have, uh, uh, they don't have spiders. I haven't heard about spiders. <laughs> uh, under bus, somebody did say, upon arrival to our room, we discovered the bathroom trash bin was never emptied from the previous occupants. We ignored 
even though it was a sanitary napkin and a wrapper. So gross. <laughs> but that's, this is not an isolated incident because someone else said, we got to the room to find rusty fixtures and a dead wall phone in the room, hair in the tub, and someone's used tampon wrapper still on the floor. Wait, hold on. A, a dead wall phone? Yeah. What what the hell is a dead wall phone? I mean, like you know, since the resort was built in 1990, the landline so originally had a landline, and now the landline doesn't work anymore. And they're disappointed about that? I don't know. Well, I think they're disappointed that Disney hasn't taken the time to go in and imagineer a way to get rid of the phone. Well, what are you, how are you supposed to call the front desk from your cell phone? Hmm. Mm. Maybe that's maybe it's just that it didn't work. That that's their problem. I don't know. Maybe they needed a wake up call, and they were very inconvenienced. Yes. Well, if you if you need a wake up call, you can just go to the Green Floridian and uh, <laughs> experience the construction zone um, outside. Oh, that's it, awesome! It sounded like I was on a construction site, and it lasted about an hour. And I called the front desk, who told me they would have security check it out. 20 minutes later, I called again, but was answered by a woman who was not on site, nor could she see where I was staying. She gave me the hotel number to call. What? I'm staying at the hotel. I hit zero to get the same person, Scott, who then tells me it must be a trash truck. What? I'm looking at forklifts. You guessed wrong, Scott. P.S. I'm at a social media conference and have shared this story with peers. <laughs> Can you imagine being those people? He should have just put it on social media. He would have gotten more people than face-to-face. This guy comes right. up to at a conference is like, listen to this story. Check this out. Yeah. This guy's at a social media conference doing the most analog social media impossible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not good at your job. Come on, Scott. <laughs> Scott, you're canceled. <laughs> uh, oh man. Oh man. That's funny. Well, what else we got? Um Ivy League's also canceled. Speaking of speaking of canceled, the Ivy League is canceled. Oh. Ivy League is canceled. Yes, Ivy League has canceled all fall sports. Now, Harvard what sports and air quotes. Now. <laughs> they're real sports, Reed. That's they're true. Sports. And Harvard is usually a pretty good basketball team. Yeah, but I think Harvard, uh, a couple of days ago, they said all of their classes will be online this next semester. Oh, really? Um, so Yeah, so a couple of days later, of course, the, they're obviously going to announce that no, there will be no fall sports. Um, but this is for all of Division One Ivy League sports. So... So this and this is due to the coronavirus pandemic, obviously. So, no football for the Ivy League. No Harvard versus Yale. No, uh, no cross country. Nothing. So, all of these people uh, will not be coming to campus. Which, you know, if you remember back, I, I'm putting this together now. Remember back in the uh, in March. When this was all, I was going to say last year. That's how long this is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in March. It was a year ago. The, the Ivy League was the first league to cancel their conference tournament. That's true. Now, they were also in the hotbed. The interesting thing about this is the Ivy League is canceled, and geographically, they're in the region that's, quote, unquote, improving. Mm-hmm. 
That's a good point. Uh, so do you think this is the first domino? I, that's, what's, that's what's making me think like, you know, I mean, what are we talking? New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, that whole New England area was the hot spot. And mm-hmm. they're, on the, they're on the uptick now, at least for now. And I don't know. I mean, all it's going to take is all it's going to take is one state, I think, to uh, close down some of these conferences. Like, for instance, Texas. If Texas yep. shuts down, that affects the SEC. That affects the Big Twelve. Um, I mean, yep. uh, Mountain yep. Mountain somebody. Mountain West. Yeah, no, there's no Texas no. teams in the West. Big uh, West. Big yeah. West, yeah. Yep. So I think – and Texas is probably the key one because it's so big and it spans so many different conferences. Well, Cali- California, California and Arizona yeah. are, are having a major uptick in, in yep. uh, cases as well. So, yeah, if California shuts and down – Florida. Florida's the uh, ACC and the SEC. Yeah, if those shut down, then it's going to – it, it will affect it. Do you think yeah. that's how this plays out? You don't I think, think so. it's the you don't think it's the conferences or the schools themselves. Like if let's say UT Austin comes out and says we're not having classes, you don't think that stops like their money making programs like football and uh, from from playing in the fall. Well, I'm, not, I I'm think, just kind of wondering. Yeah, I think how. it. I think it does. But like, what's that do? I think they're going to have to approach it more like universally. In that, like, what's that going to do for the conference? Like, if UT says we're not playing football, then I mean that blows up the whole schedule, the whole conference. Like now that affects Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, you know, all these other huge programs. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think. It's just going to take one, either that or it's going to take a state mandate shutting down, like the, the power they would have over the state institutions. Um, Can you imagine the down. negotiations that are going on between these entities and the interest they have? Like oh, if yeah. You, Texas at a, at a state level and even Austin at a county level talking, negotiating, UT Austin talking to you know talking to uh, the Big Twelve, yep. and the Big Twelve negotiating with the NCAA that they're all trying to say like the Big Twelve's in it for their they have to be in it for for Texas but they have to be in it for the other nine teams right trying to convince them to be like sure we understand it's unsafe for you to bring students back but these are student athletes so right. they're a little different. Um, even though we can't say that because then they'd be then we'd have to give them workers compensation if they were ever injured right so how, how yeah i can't imagine how that that negotiation goes like I, and that's kind of why i'm trying i'm trying to figure out in my head where i think like what's the first domino to fall in that process like, is it at this? Is it at the county level? Is it at the state level? Is it at the school level? Or is that? Does it go to the conference? Because I don't think the conference is going to move until they have a school move. I I agree with that. I don't think so either. And you've got a lot of conferences that are spread out enough that there are 
schools that might be considering having students on campus just because their numbers are low. I mean, it's, I think that's stupid, but that's real. But I think it's going to take, I think it's going to, I predict it's going to be a state that does it first. Like if California shuts back down, then that's going to kill right. Pac-12. Yep. And the Mountain West and, you know, like other stuff like, um, and so. Because you'd have four schools in the Pac-12 done. Exactly. Gone. Exactly. And. And I honestly, politically speaking, it's going to have to be a California because they're going to shut down before Arizona, Texas, or Florida. In, yeah. in in the way they seem to be operating currently, anyway. So it's going to take a California or a Washington or something like that, Colorado, to just shut down. Right. I think. Because nobody wants to be the first one, and the university system, the, the sports programs would just love it if they could put it all on the government, make the call for them. I mean, that'd be right. the easy way out. Just thinking about it, like, yeah, <clears throat> you know, they just want to say our hands are tied. Right, we can't do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but even those conferences, like the ACC, you mentioned. I mean, they've got schools what 2200 miles apart right when the whole eastern seaboard miami to boston right you know uh aac has teams yep. from ucf to uh well, well to air force no not air force what's their farthest one hmm. ucf smu is in that yeah uh, so all the way in dallas Orlando to dallas yeah uh I, yeah, I don't well, see Well, the Big that. 12 even with uh, West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of travel. Right. Hmm. Right. I just Rowdy, don't see it. Rowdy, Yo. you said it years, uh, months ago when this whole thing yeah? started. There's not going to be any sports. No. Yeah, I don't think so. There's and not be. I think everybody's waiting for baseball just to see if that blows up. And like we were talking before we went on air – Baseball is probably the safest sport mm-hmm. you can play in terms of distance. Maybe tennis. Tennis, yeah. Not well, tennis is—they're yeah. actually having tennis tournaments. I watched a little tennis the other day. Um, golf, go, and golf. They yeah. could probably play soccer. What if here's a here's a thought experiment? What if you played mm. a soccer game? Mm-hmm. They are Match. playing soccer. Well, but in they're Europe. not playing it. They're not playing it safely. If well, and, 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 and it's in Europe, but if we wanted to play it in America, how about this? Well, that's where the tennis you is, too. Set up a, you know how big soccer fields are, right? Yeah, this what is going to be good. You paint up rectangles on the soccer field, and you essentially uh-huh. make a, a giant foosball. game of human foosball. Yeah. And so each player has to stand in their oh, designated hey, range. And so each player basically has like a rectangle on that field that they can run in and get the ball but only in that area they cannot cross the they cannot cross the boundary so it essentially works like foosball you're you're locked into the the space that you can go left right you know whatever and that's it and then that way you don't have people i don't know like tackling each other or whatever they do and uh-huh. i don't know i don't watch soccer but i don't know what, what do you guys it? think well, about that it's one of the few sports you don't actually watch 
And also, um, you don't, you wouldn't have those. Those soccer fields are so big, and I just feel bad for the people that have. They have to run so much. You know they how just much run and run and run. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's not so, that I feel bad for them. It's that I wouldn't want to do that. I like this idea, and I think this needs to be explored further because MLS, the Major League yeah. Soccer here in the U.S., is about to start their their season with yeah. with the tournament. And FC Dallas had to withdraw from the tournament because of the spread of COVID-19 within the team it's, it's and within the state. So they pulled out of the tournament and said, We're, we can't wow. play. We can't even, like, That's you know, the, league, the league will go on, but we're not participating. Hmm. So I, they're going to have to do something. Yeah. Now, I, with your thought experiment, though, does everybody have to move? Yes, you're moving within your rectangle. Do the rectangles, do they have like six feet apart from each one? Dead yeah. zones. Oh, like you could get too close to. Uh, right. The other yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Well, they. yeah, you'd have to. Hmm. Well, if it's you'd like. Have to, you'd have to kind of use your best judgment there. If it's like uh, football, there are. No, that's a problem. That are just dead zones. That are dead zones. Yeah. And maybe you've got runners. Maybe you've got like ball boys and girls that run up and down the dead zones if if the the ball gets stuck in there. Maybe that's what you do. Yeah, you kind of do need dead zones, right? For yeah, you need, you need social distancing. Yeah. But you also have to have some really accurate kickers to get the soccer ball because you can't cross uh, – how does foosball work? <laughs> Do you, when you play foosball, yeah, you've got, you're not just, you're not just, stuck on, you're not just stuck on one half of the foosball court, right? You've got guys on both sides of the field, right? Yeah. 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 It's every other. Also, can we have a conversation about uh, how maybe uh, it's time to uh, have female representation in foosball games it's I all, they all were female. always these uh triangular shaped men with their feet stuck together i know i thought they were all women what i've always considered them all women i've always a, considered them just um like foosball characters yeah just inanimate <laughs> they look like yeah. they look like shrunk Asexual. down versions of the like uh uh punching bag uh uh, meathead looking rubber guys. You know what I mean? Maybe not being the oh, most yeah. articulate here as we as we wind into our third hour of this show, but yeah, it is about time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is yeah, that it? We didn't. Yeah, we should. We do need to cut out a lot of. We should probably cut out that first hour and a half of uh, prog rock talk. No, I love yeah. that. Really. We, hey, we educate yeah. people. Here's another, well, here's another thought for an episode. Maybe we oh, do yeah, this yeah. for 150. Okay. Okay. okay, here's a thought. And again, maybe maybe people can vote on this. Uh, what if we do a two-hour episode for episode 150, but we just speak extra mm-hmm. slow so you can listen to it on double speed on or your po- podcast app of choice and just see, see what that sounds like. So it's like a same scene, amount like of content twice the amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That should be our that should be our motto. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> 20 minutes of content for every hour you listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. We did it. We did sports. Episode 147. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner Brandon Casburn, Food Editor Dennis Chu, and the Honorary Ball Boy this week is... Ball Woman. I read this article a while ago, but with all the statues coming down, it made me think of it. Let's go with WNBA pioneer and superstar Lisa Leslie, who's getting a statue outside of the Staples Center. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Now, is that going to be double the size, uh, just like uh, Jerry Richardson's statue? So she's going to be like 12 foot six, something like that? No, 12 foot eight, something like that? She's going to have three Panthers. (laughs) She's going to have three Lakers. Yeah. (laughs) Three three Sparks. Three Sparks, just lightning shooting out of it. Yeah, at all times. Yep. (laughs) No matter when you go by the Staples Center, she'll just, there'll be Sparks. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email us at sports, sports, sports pod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, can we solve this mystery? How about some sports? <laughs> How about-